Hi, and welcome to And So Much More. I am here with Sean Farmer of Interfaith Outreach. She is the executive director, and Interfaith Outreach is one of our community partners. And so this year in particular, we have been taking the time to talk about how Centra is interacting with community partners, organizations, nonprofits, all around all of the communities where we serve. Um, and it has been incredible. I feel so much more knowledgeable about our communities. And then every time I hear about another organization, I'm like, ready to go. Like, I want to come and join you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm so excited to hear about Interfaith Outreach. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm I'm Sean Farmer. I'm executive director of Interfaith Outreach, and I've lived here in Lynchburg almost 30 years. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, so and I've been the director of Interfaith for 12 years. Okay, so Lynchburg has been home for quite a while. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do in Lynchburg? Go to the restaurants, probably. Yes, we've got some good we ones. We do have fabulous restaurants, yes. for sure. Um, it, it's become this really fun place to go walk around downtown and mm-hmm. experience some of the local flair. Lynchburg is coming into its own, and I love seeing that happen kind of in each of the communities that we have around us. So you've been with Interfaith Outreach for 12 years. What brought you to Interfaith? Well, I uh, had spent some time in nonprofits before at Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Jefferson's Poplar Forest and Interfaith Outreach. And then I had also taught in the school system as well. And I just uh, after working with a lot of children and in nonprofit, you know, I thought it would be great to work for a nonprofit that could help families, support families that could empower children to be all they can be. Oh, I love that. So for those who have never heard of Interfaith, mm-hmm. tell us what is like at the heart and the mission of what you guys do. Um, we have six programs that um, pull the resources together from the community mm-hmm. to keep families together safe at home. Okay. So what do those programs look like? Uh, we have an emergency assistance program where we offer assistance with rent and utilities. We have a progressive release program where we go into the the jails and teach life skills classes to men and women. Um, We also offer offer aftercare when when they get out so they can be successful. We have a free furniture program for families that are displaced or who have been homeless. Uh, We have a vision program where we provide uh, rides uh, to medical appointments for people who are blind. We have a rebuilds program where we do simple home repairs for elderly and disabled people. And then last but not least, our newest program is the Homeless Prevention Program that we run for uh, Central Virginia uh, to help people avoid homelessness when they're right on the, the edge of becoming homeless. Wow. So these are very practical needs that you all are stepping into the balance to help the community stay out of, you're like a guardrail, like to stay out of the other side and then also to reintroduce. So which of these programs has been most impactful for you? I think one of the most, it it, it all depends on what sort of metric you're using, probably. Um, One of the the most moving program for me always is going into the jails and working with people in life skills because these are people who are just um, so hungry for a new way of doing things. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so we offer them all sorts of guidance about um, uh, different 
different stages of decision making and different mm -hmm. topics uh, that empower them to be successful when they get out, whether it's values or finding jobs or anger management or money management mm -hmm. or family matters, all of that. And, and we've had a lot of success with that. It's extremely rewarding. I believe it. Mm -hmm. So have you remained in contact with any of these individuals who have gone through some of these programs? Like, is this, do you step in and kind of provide a need and step back? Or is this more of like a relational type of involvement? Well, as, as executive director for for progressive release, our program director, Steve Minetti, mm -hmm. stays in uh, touch with people. Uh, we have a correspondence program as well, so that okay. the whole time they are incarcerated, whether they're in jail or in prison, uh, we're able to stay in touch with them. And uh, remember a day when someone knocked on the door and they introduced themselves and I just was, oh my gosh, you know, we've been getting letters from, from you for like 10 years now. It's so good to finally meet you. And, oh my and he's, he's doing fabulous. So. So you got um, to put a face with a name, with a story. Right. That's really right. special. Right. So do you have any stories from these programs and maybe specific instances of how you've seen lives changed? Well, I tell you, the probably one of the biggest things we've ever done is uh, offer emergency assistance during the COVID pandemic mm. for people who facing evictions and utility terminations, because yeah. that was like nothing I could have ever in my life imagined. The need was just critical for our community where so many people live in poverty and yeah. live paycheck to paycheck. And then boom, with the shutdown, they had zero resources, oh zero goodness. for months. And so um, to hear everyone's stories during that time period was extremely impactful because um, just they... Uh, people who had been sick, uh, people who had lost a loved one, people who were unable to work even though they wanted to mm -hmm. because of the shutdown, um, people that had to stay at home with their children during the, the shutdown, yeah. keep everybody safe. Um, that was probably um, the most powerful experience I've had uh, at, at Interfaith. And wow. uh, we were able to, over a two-year period, serve over 2,000 families keeping wow. families together and safe at home with uh, running water and electricity and a roof over their head. And so that was that was amazing. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of that time where we all, you know, by necessity had to retreat into our homes and you, you, you know that there were needs out there. How did you identify them? Like, how does someone step into a place where they can receive this type of aid from you? 211 through United Way is okay. one of the largest resources in our community for people in need to determine where they can go for assistance. Okay. And so we do get quite a few referrals from 211. We also, though, have referrals from the faith community okay. uh, as we were founded as a way for the faith community to uh, better pull their resources together yes. to serve people in need so that everyone wasn't working in silos. And that yes. just really uh, was a gift during mm -hmm. the, the pandemic that they had that vision for the vulnerable. So mm -hmm. um, uh, so I'd say with that, that's the, the two biggest ways that, that okay. people find out about us. Plus, we've been around since 1966. And yeah. so, you know, people know word of mouth is another big thing. Yeah. How would a community member or a caregiver here at Centra, if they wanted to volunteer, how would they go about doing that? The best thing for them to do is to, to give us a call. Okay. And then uh, we speak with them about what their interests are and what their, their gifts might be. 
and determine what would be the best fit for them because we okay. have several different opportunities uh, depending on their skill set, depending on if it's an individual or if it's a group and their availability too, whether it's during the week or on the weekend. Okay. Um, so you don't have to have a completely clear schedule is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. If you have some time available and this is hitting home, it's just like kind of pricking your heart, you mm-hmm. can reach out and be a part of this. So is it is it just the programs you mentioned previously where people can volunteer or are there specific volunteer opportunities that you can share well, with us? Um, we don't have volunteers in emergency assistance because that's okay. a lot of um, personal um, yeah. information in there. Uh, people are able to volunteer uh by assisting in the jails with the life skills classes if they wanted or if they wanted to assist with the mailings. For the furniture program, we always have opportunities for people to go in and straighten and sort Mm -hmm. and arrange um, as well as maybe to uh, pick up various items for us. Uh, And we have lots of groups that go in on the weekend especially to uh, to volunteer to do that. For our rebuilds program that does the simple home repairs for elderly and disabled mm-hmm. people, there's that's probably our biggest volunteer opportunity because we have groups of all ages, all times that will do all sorts of things uh, for wow. our elderly and disabled neighbors. Wow. So there really is not a community, a demographic that interfaith outreach does not touch. I, I think so. I think that, um, you know, there are people in need in our yeah. community, in all of Central Virginia, not just just Lynchburg. Uh, but, you know, being founded by the faith community, you know, yeah. that was was so important to them to be able to take care of the most vulnerable, the people in need to best yeah. serve them. You know, they felt that they needed to create an organization that could just specialize in that. So people got the care that they needed. Yes. And with that, that's you know how we were formed. And I love how that aligns with just the heart here at Centra. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when you come through those doors, you're just a person in need. It, it has right. nothing to do with anything else. Um, and I think that people need to understand that, you know, like there is this welcome of like, come and let us take care of you. Right. And and so that, that's why I think you guys are such a great fit as a community partner. Um, and I love hearing about it. Now, if if you all want to learn more, um, you guys are on Instagram, you're on Facebook, Facebook. Um, you also are on, so it's www.interfaithoutreach.org, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. So you can go to their website where you can just kind of look and hear about these programs. Um, and then of course, you know, reach out, get involved. I think it's so cool to be able to, to hand back and volunteer within your community. And so um, from what you're saying, it's not just Lynchburg. So you can volunteer here and kind of push out into the entire Central Virginia area, correct? Yes, yes, especially with the Rebuilds program, uh, because that is working, doing work in people's homes or installing mm-hmm. ramps. And there's a real need for volunteers in the counties to do work um, you know, the the far edge of like Bedford or Campbell County, mm-hmm. especially with the installation of ramps, uh, because uh, we, you know, uh, with the bulk of that of the volunteer group being from Lynchburg, that's a big drive back and forth every day. Oh, yes. Um, so if if there are people in the community, you know, in the counties, we'd love to have, you know, okay. church groups or civic groups volunteer. All right. 
Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for those of you who are listening. Um, we are going to dig in a little bit deeper on our newsletter. We're actually interviewing one of your board members, Carter Brooks, who works here at Centra. And she's going to share her story and how she gets to be a part of Interfaith Outreach. So I encourage you to go check that out. And thank you for listening today on And So Much More.